Hello, welcome to Can You Entertainment Podcast. This week's podcast is going to be with BEZ the DJ. In this podcast, we're going to cover primarily everything that's going on in the hip-hop game right now, um, talking about various artists, and, um, you know, just uh, kind of an overall from a perspective of, you know, ground-level working with all these people. So, a little background on BEZ, he's been a DJ for many years in the game, from doing, you know, uh, house parties all the way to big clubs, also to DJing for the biggest uh, rap artists that have been around for the last 20 or more years, all the way from Dr. Dre, Busta Rhymes, T.I., you name it, he's worked with them, and also a producer as well. He's currently been on Shade 45, you could catch him every week with the L.A. Leakers, for more information and to keep up to date on where and what he's doing, you could follow him on various social media formats from Twitter to Instagram. Just look up Be Easy to DJ. If you just Google him, you'll find everything. But we will also have those links included as well as, uh, you know, that listed within the, the program here. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to definitely look to continue this week to week. So. Um, in the meantime, you know, just any feedback you may have, uh, definitely get in touch. Uh, I appreciate it and look forward to, you know, maybe sharing some of those things. Maybe we'll get to where we'll take questions and all that, but, uh, just sit back and enjoy. I think you'll like it. It's a good conversation. I just want to let you know the beginning of it. We kind of just were in mid conversation talking about his visit to Will I Am studio, which is apparently some technological beast of a place and it's you know just stands out amongst studios that are out there in many ways so I'll let him describe it more um I wish I recorded just a little earlier for it but still got a pretty good bit of that conversation so anyways enjoy and uh keep up with this later thank you tell the people what you're here for song that makes you rock on some people go to places where they don't belong whether wrong or right a lot of people fight but i'm here to bless this mic all right i take action the minute that the crowd gets hype i'm type crashing down like a meteorite so we get we get to the will i am studio and he takes us to this room where it's a big bowl the size of this table and it's it has cereal in it and a big ass spoon the size of me hanging out of it. It's like a 3D print <laughs> what? of a bowl with cereal in it. And it's just, <laughs> we couldn't believe it. Like, we were like, what kind of shit? Like, crazy. Then we leave That's there. Crazy. He takes us to this other room. It's an all white room. And then the wall, it's an imprint of his, 3D imprint of his face in the wall. Oh, wow. It's just crazy. Then he takes us to another room. He's like, this is where we make clothes. He's like, yeah, I got tired of buying clothes and right. just wanted to just start Something making my own shit. He, he makes backpacks. And it was crazy. That's interesting. Then he takes us to another room where the 3D printer is. He shows us how to work the 3D printer, how to... It's, 
Will I Am has the craziest studio I've, I've ever seen in my life. Sounds like it. He said Beyonce, Kanye, and Jay Z came there, and they were like, "Why are we recording anywhere else? We should just come here." Wow. When they come to LA, it was it's that amazing. And now they're living out here, so yeah, it's crazy. Will I Am is yeah, I, I you know I didn't get to meet him, meet him, but when we were doing uh, when me and Renee were doing celebrity party, this. We were working with this um, group at the time. They were called Zini Group. They were mm -hmm. doing all, all the underground, you know, celebrity parties. And it was the one. He was there. Uh -huh. It was uh, Kevin Federline party wow. right before Britney. Back Where then, is Kevin Federline? <laughs> yeah, back then it was, and it was right, like right after that party because it was like Halloween, right uh -huh. around that time. And right after that, they officially split. That was but a long ago. I just remember peeping him, and he had this top hat, and you know what. A little eccentric, whatever he was wearing. Well, yeah. nothing real crazy, but the hat thing was like kind of interesting. Yeah. But he was just, he was just kind of, and you know, it's a private celebrity thing. Yeah. And he was just kind of observant. You could tell he's just observant, and he was just being the cut, and he was just kind of, just on his own, man. Yeah. He, I was just like, this guy's a trip, you know. He came in and played this song for us, uh, <clears throat> and it sounded like. I'm pretty sure it's gonna come out eventually. I forgot the name of it, but it sounds like James Brown. Mm. He's like kind of like doing it like a James Brown style type of song, right? But it's it's like P funk, James Brown. It's crazy. Yeah, like, you gotta hear it. Like when you hear it, you're gonna be like, oh, this is the song he was talking about. It's crazy. Like he and he did it. They said he did it like no within time. thirty minutes, forty minutes, and wrote just. Are they? Do you know about? Are they? So I know. Do you know the Black Eyed Are they going to be coming back out again? Yeah, they're, they're working on some stuff. Because right they were, it was like, I think it was kind of, they were waiting on Fergie. Was that the case? Or is that yeah, still, I, I'm is she not, still involved? I'm not sure, but is I know that, while I was there, um, a couple of members of the group were there, and they were just like, yo, we working. Either we're, way. Yeah. yeah, you know, but they have that formula of, especially Will I Am, right. has that formula of making hit songs. Right. Regardless, it's right. certain people that just that that, that are always going to make yeah. songs. Yeah, I don't know whether it's because some people just have the right writers around them. Some people have the right producers around them. Right, but it's certain artists that just know what to say, mm -hmm. how to say it, and the content of the song and the hooks. And I mean, uh, mainly the the hit song is the hook. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. learn the hook and love the hook, and it's easy to sing along to. It's gonna be his song. Yeah, he's ran with that. And for sure. uh, he, the content of his song is crazy though. Like he, him, it's certain artists, man. Like I, I look at like like right now, like Kidding. He can make the song, and it's automatically like a radio song. I don't know how he knows the form that up, but but it's a radio song. He doesn't have to say, mm -hmm. "Oh, I want to go try to do this or try to." He just makes it, and it hits the radio. You know? Yeah. Certain artists uh, hit the parties, then hit the club, then it hit the radio. Right. Already right, hit the club, then the parties, then the radio. And some artists would just start off at the radio, and, and that's hard to do. Start yeah. off at the radio. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I, I um, when I worked with uh, Rick Knowles, who's a songwriter producer, and he did Belinda Carlisle and uh -huh. a lot of, <clears throat> and then today he's doing a lot of Del Rey, like all her any of big stuff so he's yeah. in that genre and so forth but seeing that process of songwriting is very interesting and he was that kind of guy like we're hiring him for a hit yeah you know 
Yeah. It's certainly yeah. It's certain people that just know how to do it. And he's really um, wasn't a lyric guy, and it really he's more really would get hired because of his chords yeah. and arrangement. Yeah, the, and just watching, he just back. I mean, I'm sure he probably even still does it. Puts the tape in and just you know cassette tape, old school. Yeah, just to have something to start it with, just to get the ideas going. A lot of uh, a lot of producers. That a lot of producers can just do that, just make those hits, you know. Um, Pharrell's good with that, just mm-hmm. making hits, like you know. Um, yeah, Pharrell's it. And I want to ask you about what do you think about this that case? I I I just I think it's bullshit as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's the biggest piece of bullshit. I mean, it's not the same song, right? They may have. I think what they did was. I don't really um, know the whole story, so I don't want to go too far into it. That's okay. Like a dumbass, but I think what they did was they replayed, and you know, I just think that his family was money hungry for that. Like they yeah. tried, I think they tried to sue for as much money as the song actually made. Yeah. Overall, yeah, they did originally. It was that like was the original. fifty-eight. They were trying to go after. Well, they were trying to go originally for twenty-five million. Okay, and it was a little bit more. I think the song made more than that. Oh, it made more. I'm yeah, sure they were trying to go for that, but they only got what they got. But it's just like it's on. such a crazy thing because I was reading that because there was like this. I remember early on before it went to like it was going to go to court, which uh-huh. I was like, is that gonna, you know? I mean, remember reading it, like, is that yeah. really going to hold? I'm like, eh. and I, trust, I bounced it in my head a couple times. I, I was like. Yeah, it's like, but I'm like, like isn't is. I mean, yeah. when, if it was like you lifted the chords and you actually caught, you know, some sampling shit or straight up play it, yeah. okay, then you have something, you know. But this they, isn't they're, the they're case. They're trying to say happy now is that is song great. Too. Did you hear the, that song? They're trying to say it's like. No, it's not nothing like it. The if there's only one thing that it's like maybe is the drum beat pattern, but you can't do that. Because every, because you, there's a million songs that have that the same, same drum beat. Yeah, because you know, you know, that drives me crazy, and, and it's not, um, and it's probably still not even exact. But other than that, there's not that song has nothing to do with that song. You know who who, who was one of the first people that really got like fucked over when it came to the sampling? Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. With that Ice Ice Baby. Yep. They they strung him out on that. They took a lot of money from him for that. Well, he was right. The thing about that was, it was interesting, is he was right, I think right before that switch with the whole sampling thing. He got in, He was one of the first well, Right there. Yeah, he was, he was right the there. And it then, was that dun Yeah, and he was like, it goes dun-dun-dun. <laughs> that interview still cracks me up. I'm like... Yeah, it's uh, a rap for him. That was like, no, buddy, you got to pay. Yeah, but that, I, that right. I understood because I heard yeah, the yeah. original oh, it's, with his, and it's the same, it's the same shit. Yeah. But it's the same thing. I feel like here's that was just clearly timing because, meanwhile, Hammer was right before. Yeah. Well, no, he, did he have to pay the sample? Did they come? I don't remember. I don't remember. But I, I think I mean, he was right before, or he whatever. might have got clearance though. Yeah, and he might have got clearance, but yeah. Paul, well, Paul's boutique. Beastie Boys. Uh-huh. That was like a couple years before. If they said if that album would have been made right after the sampling laws went in effect, they it would. would have been like a million dollar album at least because they took Zeppelin and this and that. But again, a group like Zeppelin, there's in that case is supposedly hopefully it does come up because Stairway to Heaven and this is some obscure group that we wouldn't know of, but 
it's clearly like the beginning part it's the same as this other song like note for note shit I'm like that now yeah, that's, that's supposed that's to be that you should get sued for that yeah, it's, I, I think it's a difference it's, a, it's a big difference just, influence and sound being like that's not that's not infringing yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I just don't I think they took it they took it to the edge and, yeah. they, and they got they got lucky you know? so far yeah so, so far, far. Um, I just I don't know man. I just had a did you see the interview yeah yeah oh. yeah <laughs> man, come we're on. out of our chains <laughs> yeah come on <laughs> meanwhile I looked up a few years ago Marvin Gaye's estate mm-hmm. was top 15 it was in the top 15 for posthumous you know as far as making money it was like three, almost four million mm-hmm. for 2008 or nine. So that's then. We know all these years there's been, like, it's making. He's, his estate makes money. Yeah. So it's of like, course. well, you guys aren't, like, what do you, what? You know? Why? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's a lot of uh, people that, that are, that have been sampled for years. Oh, yeah. Like, I think George Clinton is really high up there. Oh, big time. He's really high big up there. Big time. Um, Marvin Gaye, George Clinton, James Brown. James Brown, for sure. James Brown. Um, I don't know how far Tupac is. I know the Beatles. Yeah. Michael Jackson. But the thing is, like, when you get into this this thing where it's like, my thing is like, okay, if we're going to talk influence and, yeah. hey, that... Every songwriter, in some case, or especially has pop, influence. They're, or they're going, or they are going literally, even if it sounds wrong to somebody who doesn't know, understand it, they yeah. are going to go in the studio perhaps time to time and go, you know what? I do want to sound like this song. I like that. That's how people sometimes build to get it going. It's a lot. It's and, it's, and it hasn't, that's not brand new. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee Sam Cooke could have went, Sam Cooke could have went, well, hey, Marvin. What about me? You yeah, know, yeah. What, how, where does it stop? Everybody you know? gets something from somebody, somebody else. Yeah, exactly. That just drives me crazy. That's, <laughs> so. you, know, you know what I, I dislike though? I, I dislike the um, the older generation downing the newer generation because I feel like like right now there's a lot of because yeah, I feel the same way. It, it, there's a lot of um, music that isn't like how it used to be in the 90s, you right. know? And it's artists with different styles, different characteristics, they do weird stuff, they act weird, they say weird things, but their music appeals to the young masses, and a lot of the older generation, they're like, this is bullshit, like, you call this hip-hop, you call this rap, mm-hmm. but then if you sit back and look at the time of in the era of music that they liked, mm-hmm. it was people saying the same shit mm-hmm. about their music. Mm-hmm. It's people from the NWA people days forget. that are like, "What the fuck is going on?" But then when NWA was out, it was people like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. So how can you judge? You know, it's just like it's interesting. I understand. I because I've had to be that. I I've had to even go there with my my own self at times. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I'm that old school guy, or I like this and that. and not. Even, I mean, there's still stuff. Currently, I like it times, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but I, I've had to catch myself like, hey, man, be honest, yeah. like go back and think of it. And it's like no, the shit that we were complaining about today was going on before right back right. in the day. So right. like whether it's content, oh, they're talking about this. They're talking. You can find that in anything yeah. back. You don't even have to go to like because everybody goes all oh, to like crew. Yeah. 
that's the big overall. Yeah. The overall, but you could go. I was just thinking about it. We, we we hold up like black sheep, right? Mm -hmm. The choice is yours. That's all we remember or hear or we get, you know, played back. Right. You go to that album. They was talking some shit. Right. They weren't just. It was. It was. You know. There was a mix of everything. So my thing is like, own up to your shit. Yeah. You know. But people don't. They act like you know it's their way or the highway. Yeah. And I, I just don't like like. If you love, if you call yourself a fan of music, or if you love music, especially the hip hop genre, you can't sit back and down talk the new generation because it's not what you're into. Yeah. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it's it not. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. Right. It has something to do with the masses what's going and on what's now. going on in the world. Exactly. You know, so it's just like, I sit back. I'm young, but I have an old soul, so I'm able to um, tap into both sides yeah. of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The yeah. young side and the old side. But when I look at, like, people always talk crazy about Young Thug, Future, and different artists where, like, you really can't understand. Right. You can't understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you look at Bone Thugs, you couldn't understand what they were saying either. Right. But everybody loved it. It was the same, like, mm -hmm. it was the same thing, you know? So, at that time, I feel like you can't, you can't take that and try to like say okay well I don't like because I can't understand what he's saying or he ain't rapping about shit right it's like if you go back look at Twister and look at Bone Thugs and their style back then at that time and other rappers are rapping fast and then now you got Future and you got, right um, Young Thug and they're rapping so fast or rapping in words where you can't really not really saying the whole word but they saying it yeah, and then it's kind of like you kind of. But they're develop at least my. They're thing developing. Is, their they're own developing style. a style. Yeah, and that to me, whether I'm like into that, I yeah. can appreciate it. You know, that, that's my my attitude. And I, like for instance, uh, <laughs> I heard that Coco song, mm -hmm. but when I was hearing it first, I was just hearing it that you know how like, how it's gonna be on the radio where they're just gonna play the main, just the hook. Yeah. And I was like, it's dope, okay. But I was like, kind of like, damn, that's crazy, you know, like. They're going like just wild out on it, right? Yeah. But then I got to see the whole video and hear everything. I was like, this is brilliant. But then you got people this talking is really about actually how pretty they, brilliant. They're, they're talking about how they led in a song like that playing on the radio. But then you go back and look at White Lines. Right. It's exactly. like, what is the difference? It's White Lines whatever. and Coco. It's like, <laughs> There's a no difference. It's no, There's difference. no difference. So I feel like when people disrespect the art and the craft and different artists just yeah. because they don't like it or yeah. they don't agree with it I don't think that that's right like, yeah. everything, well, this everything is, that's being done now was done before but this is the thing also I think as much as it isn't right at the same time the fact that that is happening they're doing something right because it's causing that same controversy they should younger music should piss older people off yeah. Yeah. it's always should be the, I Every, shouldn't be like always liking what the fuck is coming out yeah I was looking at a, um, just a small clip from uh, the Jimi Hendrix documentary and he had, it was the first time he was playing at this concert and people were looking like what yeah. the fuck <laughs> is he playing and it, it made me just think about like now oh you know, yeah just like you know you hear a certain artist and you hear music that was some way like, out shit back then yeah I mean you look at he was humping the speaker and oh yeah like, <laughs> you look at from it's the 50s, the 60s coming along, even up till, not until, like, let's say just after John Kennedy got, you know, JFK got shot, which was like 63 or something. Mm -hmm. So right up into that, it was pretty much 
clean cut looking stuff and then just boom like out of nowhere it just goes you got guys like Jimi Hendrix the Beatles you know it just goes on and on yeah that's crazy so I, crazy like I said like especially me being a DJ I kind of look at the uh, the music that gets put out now and I have to listen to everything yeah because of course that's I DJ for for satellite radio so I have to like know what songs to play what the masses are listening to like what's out what's hot what's not and like a lot of the songs if I don't like it I just don't listen to it right but if I know that that's what people want to hear sometimes I might play it sometimes but I always stay true to myself and I play what no, I feel no, what I like yeah. I'm not going to play some bullshit like, but that's you, what you're supposed to that, yeah. that is what you're supposed to do and that yeah. was well, up until the early, I want to say 2000s, mm -hmm. everything was getting played on the radio. Right. Now it's so like select and just right. picky. It's, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. No, I think it's, and I know, we know that it's, you know, record companies have a lot to do with that yeah. as well. And you know that, that, that formula of things and stuff yeah. like that, but I just think that it's a it, what happens. Unfortunately, it's a you want to break people, yeah. you know, so the the ones that deserve it, you know. So, you know, and I know that that's I think where the online and independent is trying to find that way. There just hasn't become a structure for that. You know, right. people right. want to discover new music, but it gets. I try to Tricky, play as much you know? new good music as I can on Shade 45. Like when I'm on, I yeah. try to give people like, yeah, that's oh, the... I've never heard this. Or, yeah, because you know, it's satellite radio, so you can do Go seven more, yeah, more. more loose. Yeah. So I try to give people that like, oh, I never heard this song, or oh, I want to hear this song, but they don't ever play it on the radio, you know. So mm -hmm. I've been blessed to get that platform. And, you know, I love it, you know, so I can play those songs. Or sometimes I can go back and do an old school set and just give people that old school feel that they never had. Right. Know? Yeah, that that platform is great because it's like you don't have to follow any guidelines. Right. Um, I'm happy that Eminem was able to get that station and they let him do whatever. Right. You know, so no, it is good. good. I check them out. I try to check it out through the week. I have a satellite in my car, so. Yeah. I go on. Uh, it's pretty much my drive time. It's either swing in the morning or in the evening when I go home. It's uh, what you call it, uh, Lord Sear and, and, Lord Sear and, and, and Rude Jude. Yeah. And I like how Jude puts great. on the pill mix, so he does like some whole other music, you know. And it's it's awesome because some cats are going to get exposed to something that maybe they don't hear, but they're like, damn, that's pretty tight. You I know? was listening to Jude, and he was playing like a lot of like uh, South, like old school South music, and I love. I really, really love the old school South music. As far as like hip, the old, hip hop wise, like yeah, just yeah. rap, like you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, um, UGK and guys like that. Yeah, UGK yeah. and um, just like that old, like a lot of that DJ school, um, Young Star. Yeah, just a lot of that. There's a lot of guys. You know, the, I remember when the South, for me personally. It, Obviously, the Outcast stands out from right. Southern play, you know that part. But then there was UGK came. You know, I think the next thing I remember that was like big to me, or like, or made me like, wow, that's different. You know, was a uh, pocket full of stones. Oh yeah, pocket like all full that of stones, shit. Yeah, and we were all like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> but you were like, this is kind of cool, you it's know? It's dope, yeah. But now, but I think, and that's the, you know, the guys that stand out, but now I think going back, I think there's a whole lot of other groups that you could appreciate right. that didn't maybe get to enjoy at that time, you know, so. Yeah, it, it was a lot of music. There's a lot out. of guys. There's a lot of music coming out, and I got friends from the South, and like, I always tell them, like, man, send me music, just send me music, because I love, I love just hearing that old school South mm -hmm. vibe, and a lot of the artists is doing it now, um, like, Drake, he pays a lot of homage to, to H-Town, um, Kirko, Kirko Banks, he pays a lot of, He's from there, so you know he. he would know. That's his style. And uh, ASAP Mob, they their their style is kind of southern mixed okay. with East Coast. Um, yeah, Paul I got Wall is one of my one of my homies, one of my good friends, and like, I love that like that era and part in that back of music. Like it just mm -hmm. takes me to a whole nother place, you know. Yeah, there's um. And it, you may have heard him or not, but um, one of the original outside of uh, outside of what do you call it? outside of the Ghetto Boys, mm -hmm. out of a, out of Houston too. Um, forgive me for a second, but I'm not going to think of his name off the top of my head or the group. But oh man, they had a song. I know how to play him, OG style. Look OG that guy style. up. Okay, and it's like. Super, like, I don't know, I think his son, because he died or something crazy, did, something happened, I think he was going to try to, they were going to try to re-release re, re that particular album, because it was, it became like, pretty much underground thing, nobody, like an underground hit. it didn't get known, but thankfully being, I was back in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. and the station there would play that, and I had no clue, it was South, until right. much like years later, but I had that tape that a friend of my cop because that that one song. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing is like, there's so many cool, you know. Not all of it is like necessarily like was it was before like that real southern sound came, mm -hmm. in, but you could hear it like the beginning of it. They have the South has a lot of influence on on rap music. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, especially especially at that time. Um, well, like, if you go into everything, every it, you know. Go to rock and roll. Everything comes from south in some way or another. Yeah, like blues, so, everything. I'm looking at these artists like Slim Thug, um, oh, Millionaire, Mike Jones, yeah. Lil Kiki, Lil Troy, Flip, The Ghetto Boys, Fat Pimp, um, Devin the Dude. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many. There's a lot of guys. Big Mo, rest in peace. Um, it's so much, man, but it's just, I love hearing that old school South. It's yeah. Just, it's just, I don't know, it's something about it, even off on the West Coast. I love hearing old school West Coast music, too. Like, that's a given. Mm -hmm. Like, I grew up listening. I was probably, like, nine listening to, um, I was listening, I was death rolled out. Mm -hmm. The Dog Pound, Rage, mm -hmm. um, Snoop, Trey, Pop, um, Anything, the twins, um, Warren G, Nate, like anything that was West Coast, I was like on it. And I knew it. I knew the whole West Side Connection CD, I knew the whole right. Death Row. Like anything that came out, yeah. I was listening to it. Yeah, I was into it. I was into it heavy. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was weird because, like, on my side of things, like, I was born out here and we left when I was 10 and got back east and 
you know, this was like right when like right now, right after I walked this way, it hit, you know, mm-hmm. and that type of shit. So, and then of course it gets to like where all of a sudden, like I don't know who it was, somebody picked up an MWA tape, and then it just that became the biggest thing. It was like, yeah. damn, who are these guys and shit? And it was like, but it, for thankfully being there, I still would keep up. Rap City and like just to yeah. see all these other like even second and none and guys that weren't necessarily yeah. like big you know yeah. but quick. I would be like who are these getting quick and yeah. and, and all that all of that music man it, it's what we grew up on is what we knew what we know and what's dope is um, artists now like Kendrick that have that 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 platform to pay homage yeah and still be the new artist is dope still bring his flavor to it he has a song now. Um, I gotta find a song. It might be King Kunta. So this song is a sample of uh, Mossberg. Mossberg was DJ Quick's artist. Right. Who he was gonna come out with. He got murdered uh, before the album could be released. I think right either right before, I think right before the album or right after the album was released. And he was dope. Like he was confident. He was, you know, just kicking flow. He was gangbanging, but he could flow. He wasn't like right. Not he like half assed like Yeah, he yeah, really yeah. had the show, the whole thing. Being from Compton and hearing this, like this is a song, but this is the original. Like, it's so many, like... That's awesome. It's a lot of, like, different hidden jewels and mm-hmm. Kendrick's stuff, you know, in production and flow. I could pick that up. And stories that, you know, he talks about. And being from Compton, like, he'll talk about Tams, and I've been to Tams. He'll talk about his homies, and we have mutual friends mm-hmm. that, you know, we all know each other that are probably dead or we went to school with. Or, right, right, you know, right. Whatever the case may be. And um, it's just crazy, like... That a kid from Compton is like one of the biggest rappers in the game right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and to see it, and, to, and he's so humble, so nice. Mm-hmm. And I met him, and it was just like you would have thought we know each other for thirty years. Mm-hmm. And he was just that cool. Yeah, and he didn't, he could have been an asshole. And I met him right two days after the probably the day, no, it was the day after the GQ cover. Wow. Yeah, got the GQ cover, and we were. We went to go do a CP3 um, Jordan event because he sponsored CP3 is sponsored by Jordan, wow. Chris Paul, and Wale was performing. So my friend was DJing Wale's set, and um, my friend Justin Credible was DJing Wale's set. So we went to go see Wale. We in his trailer, you know, we smoking, talking, and I walk out and I see one of my friends from high school, which is um, Kendrick's manager, one of his managers. Mm-hmm. Name is Dave Free. So I see Dave, and in my mind, after I stopped talking to Dave, I realized if Dave is here, that means Kendrick's here. Mm-hmm. So I talked to Dave, and you know, we just say, what's up, how you doing, how you been, I'm chopping it up. And then I look, and I see Kendrick, and he has his back to me, and at that point, I'm like, should I go over here and say something? Or like, should I just leave yeah, him alone? Yeah, yeah. I and I was right. like, nah, I don't know. I was like, I don't know when the next time I'm going to see Kendrick. Somebody so let me just go say what's up. 
And as soon as I went over, I said, what's up, Kendrick? You know, my name is DJ Be Easy. I'm from Compton. And he was like, Be Easy, DJ Be Easy, what's up? He's like, oh, you from this town? You from Compton? Oh, you family. And it was instantly like that. He embraced me. Right. And like, you know, you meet people. You can say, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so. And they're like, oh, what's up? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But he really like. Took time. That man. genuine embrace. Yeah. Like, oh, what's up, man? Like, yeah. If you meet me, you say, hey, what's up? My name is Nate. I'm like, oh, what's up, Nate? Nice to meet you. Like, and yeah. I'm really. You know, genuinely you know there. when somebody yeah. is having a general conversation or when they're brushing you off. Right. And for him to give that like that vibe and that great aura about him and just like when he found out for confident, he was like he lit up. Excited. He was yeah. happy, you know? Yeah. And so it, it felt good and all that's good. Like, wow. Man. I feel good that he's getting He should be getting that the yeah. praise because the type of person that he was when I met him. Right. And the type of person he has he is as an artist, is the same person. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Drake. Like when I first met Drake, the same person he is when he's under music is the same person he is in person. And that's important, man. I see yeah. Drake do some cool stuff. Like yeah, to like just talking to a kid and just like giving the kid hope. Mm -hmm. it, it it was like he came to the radio station to premiere um, the motto, mm -hmm. Halloween, Halloween Day. And um, during the interview, like I was sitting next to him, and like during the breaks, he would just, we would just talk, and I would just ask him stuff. And we would just be talking about like music mm -hmm. and just who he listens to and who he's worked with and who he wants right. to work with. And um, he was just like super cool. And then I showed him my blog at the time, which was named uh, Pay Me in Gold. And it was actually a reference from one of his songs, one of his oh, verses. Okay. And he was like, yo, that's dope. I like that. You know, and he was just like super cool. So after we left, after he leaves the station and we go downstairs to walk him out, he's with his people and I'm with my people. We're all together. We're all talking and everybody's um, conversing. And then this kid runs up to Drake and he says, Drake, can I take your picture? Drake is like, yeah, like, for sure. But Drake thought that he wanted to take a picture with him, but he really wanted to take a picture of Drake because he was a photographer. Oh, okay. So Drake, like, he's like, come on. He's like, no, I want to take a picture of you. So he takes a picture of Drake, and then he's like, all right, now get a picture with me. And so the kid gets in the picture, and he takes a picture with Drake. And then he turns to Drake, and he says, um, I know this is, you know, um, it's not, I didn't want to really do this. I'm kind of nervous, but... I just wanted to know if you would listen to my beats because I'm a producer. And I think the kid was probably like 14, 15 years old. Wow. And Drake looked at him, he was like, yeah, I listen to your beats. And the boy just, I don't think he expected <laughs> Drake to say yes. Like yeah. he didn't prepare for yeah. the answer. Yeah. He kind of looked at Drake like, no, did you hear me? Like I really said, are you going to listen to my beats? Yeah. And Drake was like, yeah, I listen to your beats. Like, give me your information. And the boy didn't even have a phone or nothing. So he scrambled and found a pen from somebody and got a piece of paper. And um, he was going to write down his information. And Drake said, you know what, let me see it. He wrote, Drake wrote down his information and gave it to the boy. Wow. And he said, send me your stuff. I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to hit you back. And for him to take that much initiative to talk to that boy, he was so happy. Yeah. Like you can tell that moment 
yeah, his whole life changed. Yeah, you know, he was just like yeah. he gave him so much hope. Yeah, and to see him do that, like it wasn't a, it wasn't nobody around to like record it or right. just like he wasn't doing it for nobody. Was else. He was real. doing it just to be Genuine. real. Yeah, like yo, hit me up. Yeah, give me, send me the music. I'm gonna listen to. It. Right. That's cool. And the boy, he took off on his skateboard with his camera. He was just so happy. And it, I was like, when I seen that, I was like, wow, that's dope. That is dope. That's dope. For that him is to dope. even take the time out to talk to that boy. Yeah. You know, that means a lot. So, like, certain artists, like I said, that I meet. It's important to do that. I kind of, like, analyze, like, how they are really as a person. Yeah. And Kendrick and, um, and Drake, especially on a high level. Mm -hmm. Of the level of that being oh, absolutely. famous, you right, know? right, right. Two good dudes, man. Yeah, I've been fortunate. Dudes. I mean, I you know guys I've met, not maybe obviously that you know different, you know, not as big in this sense, but yeah. but that like what you're describing, I've I've had that situation too, where it's like like when it's I'm thinking of Guru, mm -hmm. I met wow. him twice. I got to I went to for a record release for for one of yeah rest in peace. I went to a record release with a friend of mine. It was uh, the owner's album, mm -hmm. out in Norwalk. Me and my friend. Wow. It was all like Filipino Asian cats. It was it was that were there. My friend is Filipino. Mm -hmm. And um, anyways, at this record shop, obviously like a cool. Record. I can't remember the name of it, but anyways, it was um, DJ Premier, mm -hmm. Guru, and Bumpy Knuckles came. And so uh, everybody's coming by and like. You know, these they're all like, kind of like, oh shit, you know, it's Guru. And I'm like, I just was like, what's up, Guru? And he just gave me Zap, no problem. Everything was cool. So, you know, and it was a typical record thing, you know, talking. It was really cool. Took their time and talking and this and that. Anyways, fast forward, whole random moment. I worked across the street from Capitol Records at the time at a post-production facility. Guru, I, I don't know why I was at, maybe it was at the end of the day or whatever, mm -hmm. but... I'm walking down past Capitol Records, and right at that moment, Guru just came out from a meeting. Yeah. And I was like, what's up, Guru? And he was like, what's up? He talked to me like we'd known each other, like we're boys. Yeah. And we just sat and talked, and I just had this meeting, and da-da-da-da-da. Just gave love, and it was just like, damn. I mean, I've been listening to you, like, I know you like that, but I don't, you know. Yeah. But I felt like I could go to your house. Yeah. Or you could come to mine. Like, it was like that level of, like, coolness. I was those like, those so type of artists. Rare, man. rare. It's amazing when you meet, even like you said, even when they're not that big on that scale. But to me, you yeah. know, or, you know, if you really, you know, that's, yeah. you're still thinking of that, you know. It, it's so many artists that, um, Chris Brown, so I'm, when I met Chris Brown, I had never met him before, and you always see all this negative stuff, right? And then I meet him, and he's the coolest dude. Like, he's... It's girls there, you know. He's always used. He's used to girls being around. Sure. But there's girls there that are like, you know, some chubby, some skinny, some not right. so appealing. Some appealing. It's not, a, it's not a video shoot. It's not a video shoot. You know, regular girls, and he's making every girl feel like a million, a million bucks. Right. You know, and he can be an asshole. Right. He's like, oh, I don't, like get away from me. And right. there was this one girl in particular that wasn't a part of the station and. Um, she was kind of like standing in the way, so like some people made her move, and she was stuck outside, like with his security outside of the studio, but you could see in. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of felt bad for her. I'm like, damn, you know, she's kind of on the chubby side. She's she's not that appealing. Like, 
she's not like a model, but she's not model material. And, and I was just like, man, I know this girl like is kind of embarrassed because she's out here, you know. Yeah. Her and another girl. And so eventually she was able to get back into the studio, and Chris made her feel so good. Like he took uh, Snapchats with her and just was cool and took pictures and grabbed her phone and was taking pictures with her. And I felt like stuff like that is so important because everybody isn't gonna be a superstar. Everybody isn't gonna be the most beautiful or whatever. Whatever it is, right? But when they look up to you and they and they like you for what you do, it's important to make those people feel good because you're touching somebody's life, mm -hmm. you know. And for him to do that and really, because I know he noticed it, because she was outside, her and the other girl was outside for damn near the whole interview. Right. So once she was able to come in, he just made her feel so good. And I was like, man, that's dope, man, because it's not really about your looks or how cute you are or whatever. It's about who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And for him to make her feel good, no matter the fact, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You know? Yeah. So, like, 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 we're getting like Google, man. I never met Google and I wish I would have because I didn't really get into Google until later. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew the songs and stuff, but like, as really tapping the Google into like probably a year or two before his passing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, kind of weird for me. Like after you passed, just to listen to him, be like, wow, I was really missing out on a lot. Yeah. You know, it was really, it was really, um, yeah, like imagine. It was really tragic, like. Yeah, no, it was, it was. I was like, and then after uh, the fact, and because I, I mean, I would listen, I, you know, I was from the first, not the first, the second, the, uh, Step in the arena all yeah. the way from that time, yeah. you know, been listening and, and, you know, all that. And then to get that opportunity was just like, wow, you That's know, dope. but guys like had that. A chance to meet him. Yeah, you know, KRS, he's another one. Yeah. Guy was humble as shit. You know, he's boombastic, he talks this right. and that. Right. And he, I couldn't believe he said to me, he's, I said, thank you. I told him, I said, thank you, man. I said, I, just like, I was like, thank you for, for, for this and that. And he goes, he goes, no, thank you. I was like, it was like it's one weird. of those like wow, but I got it like what he was trying to say after the fact, you yeah. know, because yeah. it was just the thing of like no, if it wasn't for you guys like you and you know like you're also a part of this too. It's not just me or this, so it was really like wow, you know. Powerful. I think the, one. Of, I think one of the most powerful experiences I had in my life was uh, DJing at Dr. Dre's house and. Um, Fuzz, my boy Fuzzy was working with Dre at the time and he was having his engagement party and he was like, yeah, I'm going to have my engagement party at Dre's house. And I was like, I want you to you know, come DJ. And uh, I was nervous. I'm like, I don't know if Dre going to be there. Just it's, it's his house, but he got mm -hmm. four or five houses. Mm -hmm. He may be there, he may not be there. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Right. So I get there and I start setting up. And I hear his voice come in the door. <laughs> and I look, and I just was like, oh, my God, that's Dr. Dre. And then I just tried to keep doing what I was doing. Right. He walks right up to me. And he's like, what's up, man? I'm Andre. <laughs> and I'm looking at him, and I'm like. <laughs> you're like, here? <laughs> and first of all, you already know I know that yeah, I know you're Dr. Dre. You <laughs> Second of all, you just called yourself Andre, <laughs> which is your real name. Right. And third of all. I was just stuck, like, damn, I can't believe it's really Dr. J. So I introduced myself, and um, he's like, so how you want to do this? How you want to set this up? 
And I'm like, shit, this is your house. Like, how do you want it? He's like, nah, man, you, whatever you and Fuzz want to do, yeah. y'all just do it. And, like, he had people there moving stuff and, you yeah. know, whatever we need, he had workers there and stuff. And, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about him. And he, it was crazy, like... I'm, I'm sitting there setting up and, you know, getting ready and trying not to trip out that it's Dr. Dre. Sure, sure. And um, he's just sitting, like, he's getting his haircut and eating. Like, he's, he, he's getting his haircut and I'm watching and I'm walking by. I'm like, man, it's Dr. Dre. And then I put something up and I'm, and I'm getting ready. And then he's eating cereal and just watching <laughs> right. TV. And I'm just like, he's just doing regular shit. And yeah. I know we're all regular people. Right, but it's but, just... It's like Dre is get to that. Yeah. Like, you know, and he just can't he eventually the party started and he went upstairs and I don't, a lot of people didn't know it was Dre's house. Okay. They were just there, you know. And uh, he came out and he greeted everybody. And um this was during B E T weekend. And um he he had pictures of a three D he had three D pictures of like another house. And so he's telling me he's like, yeah man, uh, this is gonna be the this is gonna be this house. We're gonna tear it down and and it looked like the house off Iron Man. You seen uh, the last Iron Man movie? Yeah, I haven't seen the last one. But the last, if you see the last Iron Man movie, he has a house that's like off of the cliff, kind of like. Oh, okay. it's, it's crazy. Maybe I did see it then, or I remember seeing that house. Or and something. it looked like it reminded me of that. Yeah. I'm looking at the house, wow. And he's telling me like, yeah, we're gonna do this. It's gonna have this. And I'm sitting there like, this is Dr. Dre telling me about his, his next plans. house, like his plans. And he's just super cool, man. And yeah. I remember he went, he left and went to perform with Kendrick. And by the time he came back, the party was over, we were all cleaning up. He sits down on his, at his piano with his wife and just starts playing the piano. Hmm. While everybody's cleaning up, he's just playing the piano. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> That's wow. awesome, man. This is amazing. That's like, amazing. You had a rare Dre. glimpse right there. Yeah, with like, his wife just on the piano, just, just playing. Just, moment. He's just super cool, man. Just a normal, cool, yeah. down to earth dude, you know. And this is this is before the billionaire thing, right? And then I tweeted the when he first got the um, the deal when he first did the deal to sell um, the company. I tweeted the picture of me yeah. and him, mm -hmm. and I said, congratulations to Dr. J, hip-hop's first billionaire, you know, he sold it. I just gave the rundown yeah. in, you know, in a tweet, and I don't know who retweeted me, I don't know how I got picked up, but I know that tweet got, I think, 8,000 retweets. Wow. My phone went off for like, probably like a week of just nothing but retweets and favorites and people, because at first nobody believed it. They were sure. like, he didn't sell it, so yeah. there's people like cussing me out, like, yeah, fuck yeah. you, you don't yeah, know nothing. Yeah, yeah. He would never do no shit like that. Right. Apple doesn't want beats, and it was, <laughs> it was so like, and I'm sitting there looking at, I probably remember I tweeted That's around crazy. 1230, and around 1240, I had about like 16 retweets, and I'm like, wow, I got 16 retweets. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Then around 1 o'clock, it was like at 50. And I'm like, hold on. And then at like 1.30, it's at like 200. And then it just kept, man, I, my crazy. phone would not stop going. And I guess that's they thought crazy. 
I guess was, I was probably one of the first people to yeah. put it out it with just, a picture. It would just be probably really looked like some insider shit. Yeah, some insider shit. And I'm with him in the picture. Sure. So people probably thought I had something to do with it. Right. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an HD picture, so the picture looks All like... crystal. <laughs> yeah, super clear. And I was like, wow, that was... That was crazy. That's crazy. Long story short, Dr. Dre is a good dude, man. Yeah. I'm happy for him, too. Hell yeah. And, and it all rolls back to Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. You're right. He's like, it's Kendrick and Dre. It's two of the most coolest dudes coming from the city that I'm from, coming from Compton. Yeah. So. I, I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's great. It's really great, man. I'm, I, you know, <laughs> I tell Renee, it's so funny because, like, back in Pittsburgh where, we, where I grew up, the town I was in was called Carnegie, and then mm -hmm. my friend's town was Crafton, and uh, a bunch of friends, and so that's like the high school and all that shit, but we would roll, and so every time we, we go through Crafton, I just do it as a joke, because we used to do it back in the day, we would, like, City of Compton, yeah. we'd go City of Crafton. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was your homage? That was our homage, so, but, uh, but it's just, it's just interesting, you know, coming full circle, here I am right here, and... Mm -hmm. You know, getting, I mean, Renee's from Compton, you, you know, it's just like crazy. But yeah. I, I always, uh, just to see it now in, the, in, in this whole arc, and that's and now the, the movie coming out, you know, I yeah. just think it's, it's just dope. It's I think the movie's going to be, the movie's going to be great. I um, think it's going to be real good. I wish they, uh, from what I hear, it's not a lot of, uh, you know, even though Dre, Q, and Easy were the, like the main focus points. Right. They didn't pay a lot of homage homage to um, Ren right. Yella. and Yella and, and Yella's my cousin. Yella's my cousin. Oh, okay. My first cousin. Oh, okay, cool. On my on my father's side. And um I, w I wish they would have kinda did that, but I understand like people don't really Yeah. A lot of people don't know who they they're are. They're not the ones know? that they're yeah. not the, the main the ones that but the fans have been around like me and yeah. are, like they'll we know. We know. Yeah. MC, Ren, MC Ren is so like people like need even myself I probably need I don't even know if I even got to hear a solo shit, but he was just yeah, so he's one of those disease. underrated lyricists. Like Yeah. Yeah, I'm guys like a DOC. I mean, even though he wasn't NBA, but guys right. like that. Yeah, he was part of that. He was role. part of that crew. Um, he was gonna be really. He, he was gonna. They were all above like, the law. Yeah. yeah. Before Snoop, DOC was gonna be that one. Yeah. And, and it's just that because accident. of that accident. Yeah, accident. Um, Crazy. Not that Snoop still would have been Snoop, but right. You know the focal point. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of artists from the West Coast that have like paved the way for everybody today. You know? Oh yeah, and um, well, not only just like I, I I'd look at, I also look at business and the hustle. It's like and, yeah. and Easy was one of the first. There's things that you know that that's you know not everybody's gonna maybe get into that. You know they're just a fan. You know you like the music, but I just appreciate that part of it too. Easy was one of the biggest like. Businessmen and music people in the industry yeah. at that time from Compton. Yeah, he was. And when he went and got Bone Thugs, it was like really yeah. big. It was really big. Like, oh, yeah. I was a kid watching The Box and seeing Bone Thugs, and I'm like, I was like, who the fuck are these guys? I was like, they're from Cleveland? Me, <laughs> yeah, to, to me, I wanted to be, as a kid, I wanted to be them. I wanted to have the big afro. With, yeah. With just the khakis and the Pendletons and just like stuff. be thugged out. And, uh, they made such a big mark mm -hmm. at that time because 
During that time, we had The Box and MTV. And um, The Box was playing all their videos all the time. They had to have somebody on the inside that worked with them. Because yeah. their music, it was either... Who was, was going to play? Easy E and Bone Thugs were the two main like points of the box. Like, mm -hmm. They always played their videos. Right. And then they would play like Black Superman, Above the Law, Warren G, Endo Smoke, um, The Twins. It's a lot of that that era, you know, a lot of that music. Um, 9310 Infinity. They're yeah. from the um, Souls of Mischief. Souls of Mischief. Yeah. They're from the Bay. Right. Um, who else did the box play a lot? Probably like maybe early E40. Domino. Domino. Yeah. Domino. I'm sorry. Domino's. That's another one. Yeah. He Domino. was big for a second there. Yep. Uh, early uh, oh, E40. Oh, I got another, um, another one. Uh, what's her name too? Um, boss. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. What are, I, have you read on it, her story? No. Very. If, if I find that article, I'll send it. There was an article some years back that somebody did. Okay. Yes, interesting sir. story on that. On that, you know how, how all, the, all that came to be. Very interesting. You know who else was super dope to me? Um, Do or Die, Twister. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Do I kind of remember that. Yeah. Man, they used to play Do or Die. Um, they're from Chicago. Right. But they were like, they were some of the first um, ones that I started listening to that were outside of like um, the West Coast. Like I listened to East Coast music too, but like, mm -hmm. I never really listened to like Chicago, like you know, the Midwest. And right. It wasn't nobody out there like. No, that. there really wasn't. And then uh, let's see, it was. No, it was East or West for for, for a, a while, for a yeah. long time. It was pretty much and. And then if you weren't even from either one, you were trying to claim that just so you can get, you know. Yeah. Like there was a group, uh, they were actually from Atlanta, um, and they, they were really underground. They didn't really hit. They were getting a little, they were called, a, they had an album band full of Pakistans or something kind of, mm. they were kind of like odd, like that, for that time they were kind of like the odd rap kind of crew so to speak but mm -hmm. not like they would fit in they would be perfectly if you would put them on tour you'd put them with far side and guys like that right i can't think of their name that was important too but, back in the day but they, but, but they were i think they were from atl but they couldn't they they, they weren't really they weren't really claiming it even they would like if you got the album kind of know but you weren't really claiming it. i think they were claiming like east coast right and you can't you, and, and you don't really the only thing you can identify that was south is they had a song called 95 south about mm. the high you know yeah. But the beats, everything was like a tempo and, you know, this and that. That's crazy. But that's just how it was, you know, have you, for that you, period. Do you have a chance to ever look at a Revolt? I, I see articles from them, but I haven't gone on there. The, the, the channel, they, they actually play, like, all music videos, like, mostly all day. They play just music videos, and it's, like, HD music videos. Oh, okay. And they're really high quality, and they play a lot of, like, just... Music videos where you hear songs on the radio, but you don't are like a. I was tweeting about it today. A lot of the music videos I didn't even know were out. Mm -hmm. Like songs got music videos. I didn't even know they had a music video. I know. And you it will see it on ones. Revolt. Oh, okay. So if you get are they on? Is it online or you get the, or is it on a no, provider? It's on cable. Yeah, it's on. Uh, I have the DirecTV, but sure. they probably have. I'll yeah, look. Yeah, we'll have to search search that. But um, yeah, Revolt. They definitely. It reminds me of the box, like because. 
the box was so true to just playing like what the culture wanted. Right. Like you could order your own videos, but it was like everybody that was into ordering videos were ordering what everybody wanted to see. Right. Right. It wasn't no like videos that you didn't want to look at on the box. Right. And I missed that. So then when Revolt came out. It was just like, wow, this is our new generation of the box, you know. It's pretty dope, so when you get a chance, definitely check it out. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, at the one that I, the only one recently, I was like, I, and I, I had to go back and look at it, because after that Busta interview, I've learned that OT Genesis is because of Busta, you found him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I, I, you know what's crazy? I was like, I've let me check this Genesis, dude. Uh, yeah, because he's been out here. He's been out here, yeah, for a while. Um, so I, I had no clue. Yeah. And it just so happened that uh, that that stuck. Yeah. And but dude, that thing. And I, both there's the, the raw video. He's just in the kitchen and all yeah. that. And then there's that fly video with the girls and stuff. But my thing, the thing I take as an old school cat, regardless is when you hear the as a whole. To me, that takes me back to some criminal minded type shit. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Like like some, it, it, it could be on a it could be really on a soundtrack quick. for Scarface. Yeah, yeah. For real. It's yeah. like, damn and, you know. Some people just and again that, those are easy like, ah, oh, whatever, bullshit. But I'm like, you gotta listen you gotta like yeah. you gotta listen that you, you have to listen to me too many things it's just because you heard the hook. And like yeah. I said, originally just on the hook, I'm like, all right, whatever. The hook is what sells everybody. But, and I get that, but when you, but you know, you I like to, to listen to the whole thing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, okay. And the video, especially you have the right video too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, all right. You know. Versions of that video? Is just two that I saw. Oh yeah. I he did like that, and then he did the other one. The it's more like, one. yeah, the other one. It, it was like, it's like two. It's like such a like the one is just so regular. They're, they're literally in just one. They're in the kitchen mm -hmm. the whole time. Mm -hmm. Probably did it for like twenty bucks. It looks like you know. But then the uh, the other version, you know, it's like got the girls and he's got the Lamborghinis like in Miami and iced teas in it. And they had coke, you know, his, his wife. That yeah. was the thing. So it, and it's cool. It's cool too. I, I don't think I've seen that that video. I've seen the other one where yeah. he's in the kitchen. I haven't seen the all. Check out that one. Yeah, okay, I think even busted. There's an appearance in it and stuff, but it's it's like oh, okay, they went off and had some fun on that right. shit. You yeah. Know. After the success of the song, they're like, All right, we got. We're one. gonna go ahead and spend a little money. Yeah, we got one. <laughs> they probably backed them on the the. Oh the, yeah. The record label probably backed them. Was like, all right, y'all got to hit. Mm -hmm. There goes the money for the video. Yeah. But yeah, that's dope. All right, man. Well, well I think we're good. We'll wrap it up for now. Let's do Thank it. Thank you so uh, much. Let's do it again. If you want to shout out your, your Twitter or anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, B-E-Z-Y-T-H-E-D-J. the DJ, B -E -A -Z -Y -T -H -E -DJ. B -E -Z the DJ. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can find SoundCloud, it. anything. Just be easy to DJ with a Z. So. And I'll have links uh, along with this whenever it gets posted. So thank you. Yep, it's our first one, so first second one will be a lot better. We just chilling we're gonna on this. We're going to figure thing. this one out. That's yeah. where we're starting at. So thank you guys, whoever's going to hear this, and please share it with everybody and keep on the lookout. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Y'all go all stand up and dance for the first time tonight. Move it around a little bit. Move it all the way out. There you go. Smoke. 
making short-term goals when the weather falls. Put away the leathers and put ice on the gold. Chili with enough prayer money to free a big willy. High stakes, I got more estate than Philly. Shopping sprees, copping three. Dudes fever, ah yeses, fully loaded, ah yes. Bouncing in the Lex Luger, tie smoke like Buddha. 50 G's in the crap shooter, niggas can't fade me. Chrome stops beaming. Through my peripheral, I see you scheming. Stop dreaming, I leave your body steaming. Niggas is fiending, what's the meaning? I'm leaning on any nigga intervening with the sound of my money machining. My cup running over with hundreds. I'm one of the best niggas that done it. Six digits and running, y'all niggas don't want it. I got the Godfather flow, the Don Juan, the Marco, swear to God, don't get it fucked up. Taking up the time to give you a piece of my mind. Cause you can't knock the hustle. Do you think you are? JC, baby. Where I drop a slang I'm deep in the south Kicking up top game Bouncing on the highway Switching four lanes Screaming through the sunroof Money ain't a thing Your worst fear confirmed Me and my fam Rotate like the firm Getting down for like a Shrek Better learn Why I play with fire burn We get together like a choir To a choir What we desire We do dirt like worm Reduce cheese like sperm To legs spread like germs I got extensive holes With expensive clothes And I sit fine wines And spit fit to flow with y'all Uh, 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 cause you can't knock the hustle But until then, baby 